Welcome back to 100% Digital Analytics. This is Taylor O'Neill, and this week we're talking about e-commerce. E-commerce companies are any place a visitor can buy something digitally, whether that's through the web or an app or other new ways to transact, uh, even with a text message or something like that. So they are one of the most common ways to get revenue on the internet and the traditional way of doing that would be using a metaphor that is called the sales funnel. So in sales in general, it's a pretty common metaphor and an easy way to conceptualize and communicate how someone moves from those different stages in marketing from awareness and interest all the way through purchasing. So it's a really amazing framework because you're able to visualize how someone at the top of the funnel where you're early on talking about traffic, getting to a website, and then going through that funnel into the final set of visitors that are purchasing something. This absolutely still applies as a great metaphor for how many people get through the site. There is a little bit more complexity, so you may want to map out how users uh, move throughout the site and do site pathing, and you can go from the home page to an about us page or a product detail page, and then back to a different one. So maybe if you're shopping for cell phones, you spend more time on the plans page because it's complex and you're trying to see what's included. Is Netflix streaming included? Are the text messages included? What about international? Things like that. So you may spend a lot more time on that page than maybe the product detail page where you already know you want the Google Pixel or the iPhone whatever. Because search is so pervasive and easy and, and getting better in a lot of ways, you may find that users navigate back and forth between using a search engine and going back to the site as they do research instead of just for the first time going to the site, going through and checking out. You might find that for something really simple that's super transactional, maybe a drugstore site where you want to get your Tylenol and check out very quickly. Um, But certainly for something the more and more complex, like a car or something like that, there is a lot of time spent Uh, in the research process and you may be using search to find the place on the website because it's easier than navigating through the different menus and different steps to find the pages that you want to find. One common thing you'll see uh, particularly on YouTube or with remote workers that talk about setting up drop shipping sites or small e-commerce sites with you know a new idea, a new apparel item that you might want to launch yourself and do things like that, or maybe even sell a digital product like how to learn Tableau online or things like that, that uh, you can do with uh, a sales funnel that you map out and then you figure out what converts best. So there's a lot of knowledge out there on upselling and downselling. So if someone spends a long time like in the cart and they haven't done anything, do you get a a pop-up for a discount offer or do you Uh, add on something to the sale so you can increase that basket size when you're checking out and increase your revenue and ideally profit if you choose something that's a profitable thing to add on. So the number one important metric to look at is the conversion rate. So the conversion rate is the number of visitors who buy something. You can also look at the conversion rate for a different set of steps. So you can think about from the homepage all the way through to those who check out. That's one conversion rate. That's your homepage conversion rate. Also the conversion rate from the product detail page. So say you're looking at that iPhone and then wanting to check out all the way through 
that's a, a very different rate. And so there's between each of the steps, their own conversion rate. And you can then optimize for where there might be an issue. So if you notice between the address and then the order total page that there's a, a conversion rate there and then it drops off one week, you're like, well, what's happening there? Um, there actually could be something wrong with the shipping quotes or maybe the shipping company started charging more for international. So it gives you an ability to hone in on where there might be an issue so that you can go and solve for that. Another thing to think about too is it's actually not just the number of visitors who buy something. It could be the number of visitors who do whatever action you want them to do. It could be the number of visitors who sign up for an email newsletter if you're pre-launch before you're doing something else or the number of visitors who sign a petition or the number of visitors who do basically anything you can possibly think of. So whatever behavior you want them to do, you're converting them from incoming to that page into the behavior that you want to be completed. There are a lot of other metrics that are helpful as well. Uh, the average shopping cart size is the average of what's in the cart for those customers so that you can add things on as an upsell, which is something to look forward to. Do you uh, add on accessories? Do you have a good way to recommend accessories so you can build it in there and make it super easy for users to understand? A lot of times that's a big miss where you want to be upsold and it's not even apparent which accessories match the product that you're selling. Um, another huge one is abandonment. So what percentage of people start that process and then check out? So that checkout process could be between one step for maybe for a already logged into a payment thing like Apple Pay and ready to rock through the checkout process all the way to maybe 15 steps or more for something like insurance. And there could be complexity and signing agreements and things like that. And that makes it particularly difficult for someone to check out. So they might actually give up. So what is your abandon rate of people that who begin to make a purchase stop? An incredibly powerful metric is the revenue per customer. So if you knew that customer lifetime value, it's also called, then you have a metric that opens up a lot of understanding for you on how much you're able to spend on the process to get that customer and their cost of acquisition. So the cost of acquiring customer is the cost of advertising through traditional ads, through digital ads, uh, through email campaigns and paying an agency, things like that. Um, and then there's also the cost of those different internal campaigns on the website and content and uh, videos and other things like that that'll help them through that process in order to be able to make a sale. So if you knew a, an average revenue per customer over the lifetime that they stay with you, uh, which for wireless industry, for like cell phones, would be two to three years before they switch over to another one, uh, say it was $800, then you would know you would not want to spend more than that uh, to get those customers in there. Again, this applies with almost anything, but the stage of the company is really important to figure out what metric is important at that given time. So initially, if you're just launching, you want to know that customers are coming there and engaging with your material. So just even views of the page would be uh, great for the first week. Uh, and then conversion rate is actually interesting because you may want to know the percentage of the users that are buying because that enables you to see how successful you are at bringing them through the sales funnel. 
Uh, so that is a great focus before you then pay for a bunch of ads to increase a ton of homepage visitors to then go through the process. You wouldn't be efficient at it before you end up spending out a lot of money to be able to bring more through that. For those of you new to email campaigns, you'd be surprised at how few emails actually make it all the way through to someone that can then view it and then purchase. Between invalid addresses, servers flagging messages for various reasons, um, all sorts of other reasons that you might not see that it's unopened for uh, blocking. You have people that opt out, then you have the rest that don't click the link or don't end up completing a sale. So that ends up being a huge percentage of a massive email campaign. So knowing that conversion rate from the email sent out to those opened and viewed to those actually clicked through and then finally sold is very small so you'll need a really big set uh, to start with on a lead list so you can get all the way down to sales similarly to email just conversion rates in general on web pages themselves really range from just fractions of a percent to maybe 40 percent for someone that's on a subscription sort of website where they're already a member and they're just coming there to complete the transaction so usually aren't researching too much because they've already been through the process and that may be 40% or something like that. But in general, it varies by industry, but 10% is a good guess for a lot of them. And then even 2% for things like fashion and apparel, uh, much less even for electronics and maybe half a percent or something like that, because people spend a good number of months researching their electronic devices and they're, they're not going through there to make the purchase immediately. They want to get the knowledge they can as well. So a lot of this data is very difficult to get. So in Lean Analytics, they cover it in a uh, chapter there. In chapter 22, e-commerce lines in the sand. Uh, you can also get some of these when you're uh, in the professional world working. There's some great Nielsen reports as well that will uh, get all of the details from a lot of the companies out there. But it's normally information that's not publicly shared, and you wouldn't want to share that if you were working at a, a company because it's very private information to them. What you can definitely find though is the industry averages. So a lot of those consulting firms and polling firms will aggregate the information from everybody and pull it up into a figure so that they can have one for say like the auto industry or apparel and things like that. One really important factor that actually differentiates what uh, range of those conversion rates are is sort of like I mentioned with the subscription company and that are you in an acquisition mode where you're just trying to bring in new customers and that you don't have a, a past history of a lot of uh, loyalty and customers coming back? Are you in a, a hybrid mode where you've got some buyers from previously also new or do you really just have all of the customers from last year, they're coming back to buy again and so you're focusing on loyalty and bringing them back. So like I mentioned, more towards loyalty, you're going to have a much higher conversion rate because you're just having them return and you just have to come up with ways to remind them and notify them and excite them to come back and or make it easy and have it set up so it's a subscription. Or are you in acquisition mode where you're working on finding customers that you can advertise to that are relevant that will go through the purchase process and hopefully eventually become loyal as well? To get a little more detailed on abandoning a shopping cart, uh, 
studies often show around 65% of buyers abandon their shopping cart. Uh, this could be for a number of reasons. They might see shipping and notice it's high, and that's one of the highest uh, reasons for people to abandon a cart. They also might not be ready to purchase. They have to consult with their family or friends as they package together a trip or make a big purchase. Or they might figure out the, the price is too high once you make it to the end of the cart. And it might be somewhat of a surprise depending on how you configure something, like maybe a laptop, or maybe the discounts don't apply until the end. And so there's a lot of reasons, but the goal here would be try to optimize for less of that abandoning and figure out at what step are they abandoning that cart and why, and see if you can help that along. So overall, don't be surprised if your conversion rate is just a fraction of a percent maybe, even for like outdoor and sports, only being 0.4% in some studies, or electronics just a little bit more than that, because 0.4% of millions and millions of visitors can still be millions and even billions of dollars. So make sure you have the right metric for the right industry so you have a good comparable to the company that you have and know where it sits in regards to your competitors so that you can be able to see if you have opportunity in that area to increase it or if you're already performing at a high level and have to find a new way to grow the business.